0: hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday tips brought to you by the hunt lifty podcast got another great episode coming here for you and I feel like I have gathered the Avengers on this tips episode here I have gotten the greatest of greats that I feel like for this episode and we are talking elk and first-time elk hunters so without uh further ado my Avengers here let me uh introduce we'll go we'll go we'll go as far west as possible for s- the one and only Scotty Cameron Haynes Eisen that just got a brand new follower today. Oh my goodness! Thank you for the intro,
1: Bobby. I was I wasn't sure if you were going to go for it, but you you went for it. So I
0: had to. I had to. I'll take it. Today. I'll it take it. I'll... 13 seconds.
1: No, well, it's been a good day to say the least. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, we've been texting all day. I mean, yeah. I. It's still unbelievable to be honest with you. It, it really is super cool. But um, no, man, uh, thank you for having me here today. I'm happy to be back. And uh, yeah, Cameron Haynes following me today. I'm over here feeling like I'm a big deal, but I'm really not.
0: <laughs> he is a big deal. Like I feel like you're our special guest now. Like I, I just feel like I'm sitting with royalty. So we'll we'll stew on that.
1: <laughs> no, you know, I think we all love Cameron Haynes. You know, we all know what he's all about. You know, and he really does a lot of what. We do, you know, and uh, you know he lives that lifestyle that we talk about, Um, and so, you know, I've read his books and been following along for a long time. I'm just, you know, it's just this thing's so crazy, you know, with
0: social media and everything nowadays. But it's been good. It's been a good day. Right. (laughs) And then we got the one and only booty shaker himself, Tyler Jensen, over there,
2: the TikTok star what's up dude if you're a midwestern milf hit me up just kidding my girlfriend beat the shit out of me don't do that uh what's up back on the podcast again it's been fun uh haven't seen bobby just meeting these guys um i do not currently get followed by cameron haynes so that's sucks but you know life is life it goes on
0: it happens we're all a little bitter but we're all happy for scott (laughs) <laughs> We're just going to keep talking about this. This is going to be the episode. Yeah. We might as well just call this the Cameron episode. You, and then the one and only repeat offender, Caleb Bell.
3: What's going on, man? Oh, you know, I'm still trying to figure out which Avenger I am. Because if I have a choice, I would like to be uh, Natasha Bettyfield, you know, the, the Black Widow. Very presumptuous, Ooh. billionaire outside of work. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. It's either that or I'm the green co- chick.
0: I was kind of going with Groot. You're like a tree, man. I'm going to go with Groot on this one. (laughs) I mean,
3: I say about as much as Groot does. I am Groot. (laughs) No, dude, it's good to be back as always. Love talking with you guys, hanging out. Should be a good episode. We got a lot to talk about tonight.
0: Yeah, so without spoiling too much, these guys are the experts. I know absolutely nothing about elk. I haven't gone elk hunting. I'm from the great state of New Jersey. We clearly don't have them here. I haven't traveled west yet, but that's going to change thanks to you know these avengers here so without further ado we'll uh we'll have tyler want to kick us off with your first tip on give these listeners the great elk
2: sure um i've kind of i've got two
0: that i would that one... tyler you're muted can you hear me now <laughs> don't worry we'll edit that out carter three minutes and 43 seconds <laughs> edit that
2: okay Perfect. well i tried to press it it didn't work so Um, I actually, I have two tips this week and they're, they're pretty quick. Um, but I just, one came into my head that I was thinking about the other day, actually, because obviously a lot of the guys from the lift D team are from the East coast. And so they've never had, um, let's say a Western experience or an elk hunt. And everybody decides that, oh yeah, my first ever time elk hunting or doing a backpacking trip, I'm going to do a 10 day, 12 mile backpack in and hang out. I just, the reality of that is, If you've never experienced staying in the woods for that long, it's not going to happen. You know, there's, you're going to get one, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be just out of your element and you're just going to get the shit beat out of you. So my recommendation, if you are coming out here to the West, you know, Colorado, Utah, Montana to do an elk hunt, don't bite off more than you can chew or, you know, link up with a guide service, you know, have them show you kind of the roots of everything that that goes on. I know everybody's into the big DIY and like, yes, it's a great feat to come from a different state that doesn't have the animal and come out here and, and harvest it. But again, there's nothing worse than getting what you think is eight, 10 miles in and you're exhausted and you've killed yourself to do the bare minimum. Um, and another thing that I, my other tip is uh, hunting pressured elk, you know, what I will do mainly opening morning. Um, I don't bugle that much when it comes to that. When it, Early mornings, I'll do like a, a location bugle, but mostly what I'll do, um, I'll do like light cow calls while I'm moving through the woods. Um, when you're hunting pressured elk, if they hear anything, you know, a stab of a twig or uh, rustle of some rocks, or maybe even leaves, or something. They're they're going to be more wary, or they're just going to take off. So what I like to do is just do some cow calls through the woods. You know, nothing crazy, not in a huge huge cadences, uh, but just kind of acting like an elk. Do a couple basic calls, and you know that way if you step on a tree branch, elk make a ton of noise in the woods. So um, you know, just do a couple little mews here and there. Uh, stop look and listen you know you just you're not in a rush while you're hunting Any, anywhere you go they could just be standing there so you know patience and just chilling and then uh again just take it slow and just do some cow calls and I, you'll notice that uh, you'll at least get bulls to just hang out a little bit longer to see what it is that's coming through the woods if they hear a cow call instead of just making a uh, you know like a quick noise with a branch being broken and they're just like fuck that i'm out of here so those are my two tips take it or leave it uh yeah so that's it
0: i love that that's those are some good tips because i probably wouldn't have thought of that myself you know i probably would have went gung-ho like yes some elk hunting and started sprinting the first five miles in and then just you would have had me helicoptered out in no time probably
2: probably did the first bull i ever shot was 800 yards from the truck (laughs) i mean it was and i had five bulls in one basin You know, and I just happened to be right where they were. But again, you know, you're in the woods where most of your trailheads are like elk have been through there. So if you're in an area where one, there's not a lot of people or two, there is there are people or the roads close. Dude, you're in their backyard. You're in their living room like they are walking around doing what elk do. You could either be six miles in or 60 yards off the road like they're just they could be anywhere. So I've always been a proponent of like take it slow, go in. Like do your, your cow calling on the way in or try not to make a lot of noise. Cause there's really no rhyme or reason to go 12 miles back in. If there's a bull, that's a mile. in. that's my idea behind it.
3: Now, dude, I couldn't agree more on that. You know, I see a lot of people that immediately want to jump in and go 12 miles in as far as they can. But I've got a saying that you, you hunt where the animals are. And honestly, there's times when the elk and the deer are like you just said, a mile off the road, hanging out in a nasty ditch and tra- uh, draw that nobody wants to go in, but they're only a mile off the road. Heck, they might even be 60 yards off the road. But if you walk 12 miles in there and you're prepared to walk 12 miles in there and you get in there and there's nothing in there, you ain't going to kill anything. <laughs> Take your time, man. That, that's a great tip, man.
0: Yeah. And and like be uh, on our last episode, Big Chief Wackabuck, man, or man, Henry Ferguson, like he said, when you're looking for them, you really want to be patient because they're going to be the ones not moving and right where you're just glassing so close to you. Don't overlook and don't overthink it.
3: Well, I think that's a, a perfect segue into what I want to go over here. And I think that's going to intrigue the listeners here a little bit, guys. This tips episode is a precursor to, a, it's most likely going to turn into a longer series, right, Bobby? We're going to dive a little bit more full in depth on elk hunting in the West and, and really kind of do like our own little version of Elk Hunting 101 for everybody here on the team and anybody that wants to listen and whoever really decides they want to hang out with us. So um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser of some of the stuff we're going to go over. Uh, First, not first and foremost, but one of the things I really want to dive into when we do our full-length podcast on this is going to be pressured elk, pre-rut, rut, rut, and post-rut hunting and how pressured elk and non-pressured elk change during those three different phases of the rut. Then we'll even talk about secondary cow cycles too. So we're going to dive into a little bit of uh, the different styles of rut when it comes to elk, when you can hunt them, hunting methods and tactics for each one of them. And then I'm going to try to get everybody to dive into in depth the last hundred yards, closing the distance. And this is going to be a little bit more specific to archery on that stuff, because really with a rifle, we don't need to get within a hundred yards. We're shooting stuff from a distance and and we're more so worried about shooting lanes and being able to see our target versus archery where we've got to be under a hundred yards to shoot effectively and ethically so we'll dive into a little bit there about how the noises the twigs the branches the surroundings the cow calls and the type of call that you're using under 100 yards is going to be the game changer for you to get that bull to come that last 20 or 30 you need or give you the opportunity to go that next 20 or 30 that you need so i I want you guys to think about that a little bit pay attention because it's going to be a great podcast episode um and i'll be honest with you i like making noise under hundred yards, I like to get noisy, but when it's not a, when I'm not in that hundred yard range, I try to stay as quiet as possible. Great example. Last year, that big bull that I shot, I did everything right. And I got in there and I was actually going to try to go a little bit closer. And at 75 yards, I snapped a branch. That bull thought that I was another bull ready to take his cows and steal his girls. <laughs> that guy torched off within a matter of 10 seconds of me snapping that branch. And I couldn't even get my bugle tube out before he torched off again, just pissed off and started raking a branch in a tree himself. So there's different times, there's different scenarios and different times and phases of the rut. That's going to allow you to make different noises and different mistakes out in the field. But it's time that we talk about taking those mistakes and turning them into an intentional method to close the distance on an elk.
1: That's all that. Yeah, that's awesome. Caleb. I, uh, it's exciting to, you know, hear all those different phases of hunting because the reality is, is it really depends on, um, when you're getting out there to hunt. And for a lot of people like myself, you know, not all of us are as fortunate as, uh, you, you know, maybe you and Tyler, you know, you guys are in Colorado, you're in Montana, you're right in their backyard every single day, all year round when everybody else in the country is, uh, just like watching you guys, you know, look into your direction all year round, um, hoping for an opportunity to get if you're lucky a week or 10 days to make a two day trip to come visit, you know, uh, a two day drive to come be hang out for a week out in the back country, out on somebody's property, where, wherever you are. Um, cause when I think about hunting, you know, I'm lucky to get out. I typically get out third season rifle season out in Colorado and the tact <clears throat> the tactics are, they change over time, you know? And so, um, t- someday I'd love to get out during the rut you know, where you can be bugling and cow calling and stuff. But when, for, for me, from my experience hunting, uh, elk, um, you know, we're not calling, uh, you know, it's spot and stock, um, the bulls by then are broken off into their back into their kind of bachelor herds or lone bulls running around and groups of cows. Um, there's just, it's just a different style of hunting. And, um, and so you really got to think about, you know, what you, where are you hunting, what unit are you hunting on, hunting in? Um, and, uh, what part of the rut, where are you, where do you fall in there? Cause it totally changes everything. Um, and, uh, and patience is key. You guys said it, um, you know, quite often when we've been hunting, uh, the elk are they're there and you just look up and you see them, you know, and like, there they are, you know, there've been times where I pulled my binos up and I, I seen a herd of 13 elk just hauling across a hill. You know, like being chased by something, spooked, wherever, other hunters. Um, but there, you know, as an elk hunter, you have to be opportunistic, you know, and uh, you have to be ready for anything because things change very quickly, uh, to, it seems, uh, when you're elk hunting compared to, I don't know, maybe a little bit more than deer hunting, you know? Um, they're just, they're wild beasts out there just running around and just trying to find them. Um, that's right. what I love about them. But uh Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm looking forward to the episode. It's going to be a great. It's going to be. It's going to be a good series.
3: It's going to be a straight barn burner. I uh, I hope everybody can jump on and join us for it. It'll be a a very long one. I'm hoping maybe we can make it into a couple episodes. Bobby, get with Carter, and really break it out into some manageable segments. So yeah, I think it's definitely
0: the plan for somebody that doesn't elk hunt. I just got excited for it and these episodes coming up. You guys got me on my edge of my seat. Like, yeah, all right, let's. I'm getting ready here.
3: Well, from what I've heard, it doesn't take much. <laughs> See, I try,
0: I try to be nice to Caleb.
3: And that's it. You know this is what I do for being a nice guy.
0: And I don't know how, how in the hell they allowed us you to just... all be on a podcast together without Carter. And there's no
2: supervision at all here right now. Carter's the worst, dude.
0: Hall pass.
2: Yeah. dude if carter was like my high school teacher he would let me throw fat lips of copenhagen in class Like he's that <laughs>
1: teacher. yeah it's awesome
2: yep
3: yeah just disguise it, it as a it. tomato and he'd be okay with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'm excited for the next series i think we're gonna we got some good stuff coming up i think our listeners got a little teaser of what's coming and i think it's at the perfect time too so Without further ado, uh, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you, listeners. Go follow the Huntlifty official Instagram. Go follow the new huntlifty podcast page that we have on there. Go follow Scotty Eisen because Cameron Haynes follows him. So if you're not following Scotty, I mean, I don't know what you're not doing. So, Scotty, where can everybody find you on Instagram, man?
1: Yeah, you guys can find me at uh, the underscore skull underscore keeper on instagram um and uh yeah give me a follow take a look i i I love doing reels i put stuff on there with my kids and every chance i get to go hunting um i enjoy it and i love being part of this hunt lift eat crew it doesn't get better than this
0: hell yeah tyler where can people find you on instagram man
2: you can find me at OnlyFans. i mean uh instagram (laughs) (laughs) no uh you can find me at at uh Big Sky underscore Ty. I also have a TikTok that I just post. I don't really post reels on Instagram, but my TikTok has like a bunch of goofy little videos. Uh, but yeah, Big Sky yeah. underscore Ty. And uh, yeah, your TikTok's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's okay. They're, just don't read the comments, dude. Because when I was, <laughs> my girlfriend will even tell you, when I was single, there were some aggressive women in the comments. And it's, they're, they're hilarious.
0: You know the first thing we're going to do when we all get off of this, right? We're going straight <laughs> to the fucking comments. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a lot.
0: And Caleb, where can people find you on Instagram, man?
3: Oh, you guys can find me at FarmersOnly.com. Single, couple hundred acres out here. Just looking for a sugar grandma. Like It, it is what it is. The closer to the dirt, the better. <laughs> so oh. I'll be alone. Yes, uh, man. Yeah, You guys can find me at Caleb.Bell for man. Instagram. Uh, You can also follow my boys, Incline Production, Incline underscore Production. Those are the guys that I help film with. So give a shout. Let's talk Elkin, boys. It's going to be a fun one. Let's
0: do it. Thanks, everyone. And we'll never be able to host again. So we'll we'll see you (laughs) after our suspension from the podcast.
3: Avengers out.